Hi, it's Tap Warner. Thanks for tuning in to the For Your Success podcast, an inspirational program about creating the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. Your host today is a Christian author, speaker, business coach, and program development expert who will help you design, grow, and delight in doing business as worship, because that is true success. And now, here's my lovely wife, Katie Horner. Welcome back to the For Your Success podcast today. Our guest today is a productivity guru, especially working with six-figure business owners and above. And I'm so excited to bring him in to talk about how we can get more done in less time as busy business owners and course creators. So Mark, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here, the author of Find Your 20. Just really excited to dive into this today. Tell us where you're coming in from. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Katie. This is really fun. We've known each other for a while and I'm excited to share with your audience. So I'm uh, I'm in Washington State and just super excited to be sharing with you and your audience about how to get more done and how to, to be more focused really so that they can do the things they want to do rather than having to focus on all the things that we feel like we have to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because I think as we build our business, that's kind of the first stage and we're, everything we're doing is like, how do I grow this thing? How do I grow this thing? And then it comes to a point where we feel like, okay, now it's growing. How do I get my time back? Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I see. And that's that's really why I work with people right around the six figures. And and the things we talk about apply to everybody. So I hope nobody turns off just because they're not there or they're past there. But it, it really is like, yeah, you, you start off doing everything possible. And then you get to this point where you could delegate some stuff. You could automate some stuff, but you don't know how. And that's where I try to help uh, business owners is to identify those things that they can do to get their time back and be able to focus on the things that are really important in their business, but also in their life. I mean, let's be honest, none of us build a business so that we can work more. We build a business so we can spend time with family and do fun things. So, Right. And so tell us uh, about your book, Finding 20. It's an interesting name. Where does that come from? Yeah. So Find Your 20, it's about the 80-20 principle or the Pareto principle, which which many people are probably familiar with. And it's just the idea that, you know, the 80-20 principle talks about how 80% of your results come from 20% of the things that you do. And so the idea around the book is how do we find that 20% that generates most of those results? Because it's really hard. You know, a lot of us think that everything we do is equally important and equally valuable. And that's really not true, whether that's uh, running your business or creating your course or updating your course, any of those types of things, the small amount of things you do have the major impact. And the key is finding those things that have that big impact. And once you do, you can do more of those and get almost all of the results in a fraction of the time and then get greater results with the rest of the time. Yeah. But to do that, we kind of have to know like what our gauge is, correct? So if I've got all these yeah. different things I'm doing and I sit down to evaluate, like, how do you teach people to look at what they're doing and figure out which of those 20 is the one that's working for them? Absolutely. So one of the things we talk about in the book is asking the question, and you know, I'm talking about businesses specifically in the book, but it's what are the things that most directly generate revenue or contribute to revenue in your business? So if you're looking at your business as a whole, that's the way. If you're looking at creating a course or getting engagement in your course, it could be you know, what are the things that most directly lead to my clients having success inside this course? And asking yourself, what are those things? What are the things that are really helping people? Because we do a lot of things that we think help people, you know, as you're creating a course and we add things and we, you know, maybe it's emails, maybe it's, you know, the way something's um, formulated, but finding out exactly what it is that helps somebody have success and get the results that you want with your course 
And when you find out what those things are and you ask that question, then you can identify those things that really are the 20%. Because you're absolutely right. Until you know the measuring stick for those things and what's important to you, you, you won't be able to find those. Yeah, I think that's interesting because even as we've looked at like our high ticket clients and our mastermind program and things, we've recognized that there's a certain personality type even who is more likely to get Mm -hmm. the best results with us than others based on all the people that we've worked with over the years, right? And it's those Mm -hmm. kinds of things, not saying that other personality types wouldn't get results, but it just like the ones who have historically done the best in the program or are made progress the fastest or whatever tend to be a certain personality type for this program for whatever reason. I think it'd make it it would make mm-hmm. a really interesting research project to compare that to other programs and personality types and but then there's so much else that goes into it as well, you know. And I think in your courses mm-hmm. looking at, you know, what am I doing for the different, you know, the different learning styles and you know, is there one thing right. that I'm doing that makes a bigger difference than others? And that can perhaps give me back some time. If And, and especially if you survey folks, mm-hmm. right? And find out, was that yeah. important to you? Did it help you? And then you get that feedback and be like, yeah, you know, that was important to one person out of the hundred in this program. I probably don't need to do right. that again, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, I was that's one of the things I was thinking about, especially with courses is, is getting that feedback, you know, sending out surveys, sending emails, asking what people engage with, or just being able to look at the statistics, you know, because I think you're right, it's, it's identifying, you know, if, if you have something in your course and only, you know, 5% of the people are actually using it, it's probably worth a question. And I think a lot of times what we spend too much time doing at times is saying, how do I get more people to use this? And sometimes that's valuable, but sometimes it's just asking the question, am I just emotionally like connected to this thing? And I think it's awesome, but it doesn't really move the needle. And I think it's, you know, taking yourself out of the emotion of it. And I think a lot of times as course creators, we're really that way where it's like, we're emotionally invested in a certain way because that's what we like. And sometimes we just have to ask that question of, does it really help my clients get the results to be successful or do I just like it? And we just have to be honest with ourselves and that's hard. Yeah, I love that. How do I, how do I get more people to use this versus does this really serve my people and help them be successful? That's an amazing reframe right there. Yeah. What are the things that you look at with course creators specifically for ways that they can save time? Like, obviously, we have to put the thing together. We've got to get it out there. But the second time we launch or the 15th time we launch, there are things we should be looking at to save time. What are some of the best things that you found to be that 20% of what makes a big difference that we need to iterate and keep going with as course launchers? I think that's a great question. I think, you know, to some extent, it'll be different for everyone. But I would say... One of the key things is to look at the things that you're doing over and over again. And, and those are things that typically that you could either automate or you could delegate to somebody. Um, and those could be things like, you know, I see, I see a lot of people that they write emails and they don't reuse those emails when they launch again. You know, for example, launching is one of the big ones. You know, you're, you're promoting your course again and, and you're rewriting these emails rather than taking the, the framework of those emails that have worked and adjusting them. And, and just like everything else, you know, 80-20 works with everything. And so, you know, there's there's 20% of your emails that probably get most of the sales. And so I think it's looking at your emails and the promotion of it, but it's even with, within the process. I was working with a client recently and she was trying to kind of extract herself from her business and her course that she had so that she could have more time. And we were looking at the fact that she really wanted to provide feedback. And so she had all this homework that she was asking people to do. And that's fantastic. That's awesome. 
But what she found was it didn't move the needle to do it manually. And she was spending all this time reviewing this homework and reviewing these answers where she realized she could create a, a quiz at the end of one of each of the modules and it would provide the same feedback to them as if she was doing it. And it, it cre- generated all this extra time for her just by looking at it and saying, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't make a huge difference between them emailing me this work, me reviewing it, sending them feedback, and then just you know going through and doing a, a five question or a 10 question quiz to answer those things. And so I think that's one of the big ones is sometimes we can do those types of things where we can automate things and it gives that same feedback and it helps them to get to the same result without us putting as much time in. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like how can we work smarter, right? (laughs) If it will serve them the same, regardless of whether it's my time or an automated thing, then it makes sense to do the automated thing Mm -hmm. because I can't ever get my time back. Yeah. Well, on on the same side of that, I think the other thing that she noticed was it actually provided a better service for clients in some ways because they got immediate feedback. And in her mind, it's um, I'm giving them individual attention. That's fantastic. But what they wanted was the immediate feedback as to whether they understood the information or they needed to go back and learn it and, and dig into it again. So it, it served them better, even though it took her less time. And I think a lot of times we have this mental block where we think it's a better service if it takes more of our time. And that's not necessarily always the case. Right. Especially if we are a, like a time love languages person <laughs> where to us, Mm-hmm. you know, quality time yeah. is super important. And so we feel like the more time I get, the right. better they will be because that's what's important to me. But not all of your students are going to feel the same way. And, sure. and there again, it's looking yeah. at how do I best serve them, not how do I pass my values or my things onto them. It's, it's how do I best get them to the result in this right. program. Very cool. So what other tips do you have for the the productivity there with, uh, especially when you're doing something a second, third or 15th time? Yeah, I think one of the ones, and this is one of the exercises that we talk about in the book is, and you could do this specifically for either promoting your course or creating it, would be just take a second and make a list of everything that you have to do. Of course, it's like, okay, well, what are all the things that that entails? Okay, you have, you have the onboarding, you have the emails, you have, and you just list out all those things. And then you have an honest discussion with yourself and with your team, if you have one, of what are the things that only I can do? What are the things that I could delegate? Uh, what are the things that, I can automate in some way. And then what are the things that really don't matter? And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. And one of the biggest challenges I think for course creators and business owners is there really are very few things that we absolutely have to do. Most of the things we can either delegate or automate or not do at all. And that's hard for us because a lot of times we feel that our value is tied to how much we do rather than the results of what we do and how effective or efficient we are in what we do. So it's being really honest and saying, you know, quite honestly, again, 80-20, if you have a list of tasks, you could break down that list and say 20% of those things make most of the difference. And so if you're crunched for time, which I think a lot of us as business owners and course creators are at times, you know, maybe you don't have time to completely redo your course, but you want to compl- you want to have it better. So then that's where you look at all those tasks and you say, what are the 20% that are the most important? And you start with those. And now you're going to get 80% of the upgrades and the results from those. And then you can go back and do the rest that make a bigger impact. Um, So I think first off, it's just identifying what are all the steps and all the tasks that you have to do. And most of us don't do that. Like we never just take that time to say, what are all the components of this? And then once you do it, now you can address it. One of the things that I tell a lot of my clients is, a monster is only a monster until you can name it. 
And our task lists are often like that. You know, we think we have a million things to do because we've never lined out exactly what we're doing. Once you line them out, it's not as scary anymore. And you can identify what's most important and you can start with those most important things and get the majority of the results very, very quickly. Yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, we we start our business doing a couple of things and then we add more things and then we realize mm-hmm. there's more things to do. And before you know it, you've got this huge list of all the things but how often yeah. do we take that time to sort of step back and look at the big picture and say, okay, what are all the things that I'm doing now? And like you said, evaluating, prioritizing, which ones of those are still mm-hmm. absolutely necessary? Because we may still be doing things that we did when we were at the beginning that are not moving the needle for us now. And right. may not, maybe one of those things in that doesn't matter category that we could just say, you know what, it's time to let that go and not do that anymore. And refocus that energy or reallocate that time or those resources to something in that top 20% that we'll be able to do more. Mm -hmm. So good. So funny that we start so simply and then we we complicate everything. And, you know, so many times I have conversations with my clients and it's like, look, simple is almost always better. And you don't always need all of the gadgets. You don't always need all of those things. And I think we get these incremental tiny little improvements, which sometimes are valuable if we've, you know, made everything else is, you know, fine tune everything else. But a lot of times it really isn't, and it, it really isn't necessary. So I think you're absolutely right. Like we can we can look back and say, does this really matter? And did we really need to add this? Or did we get you know uh, sold <laughs> by some company that told us that we absolutely had to have it? And I think asking that question is the key to it. You know, what makes the biggest difference? What's the, what's the biggest impact? And that allows you to make those decisions in a way that is determined by what's important to you rather than being sold by somebody else or being told by somebody else that something's important. Right. Which goes back to having your own definition of success. Don't go by what somebody Mm -hmm. else says. You need to decide for yourself what is success. You need to decide for yourself what's important in that 20% that's making the most difference and evaluating where you're going based on the definitions you've outlined, not the definitions that have been presupposed for you. Very cool. You guys, if you're listening to this, Mark's book, Find Your 20, He's willing to give a couple of these away. And so here's what we're going to do today. If you leave us a podcast review and then screenshot that on your phone or wherever you are, email it over to team at handprintlegacy.com. And we're going to choose two of you to win a free copy of Mark's book, Find Your 20. And we will also have a link in the show notes for those of you who want to go and purchase a copy. Really excited to have you read that. I've read through it recently, um, got my teenagers, got it on their book list for their homeschool reading this year. It's really, really, really awesome. a good skill for you to develop. And I'm excited to get this into your hands. So leave us a review of the podcast, send us a screenshot at team at handprintlegacy.com. And we're gonna choose two of you to win a copy of Mark's book, Find Your 20. So Mark, thanks again for being with us and sharing your genius today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was fun to to share it and, and apply it specifically to course creators. And I think it's a really, really valuable thing to get the most out of your course and to be able to create something that makes a difference for people uh, without not having a life as well. <laughs> That's right. All right, my friends, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. Remember, your message matters. So I'm Katie Horner of handprintlegacy.com, obsessed with helping faith-based entrepreneurs design, grow, and delight in the business that affords you the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. It's been my honor today to host you on the For Your Success podcast, and I do hope you'll scroll down wherever you're hearing this and leave me a comment or review. 
You can get all of today's links and show notes over at foryoursuccesspodcast.com. And until next time, remember, my friend, your message matters. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, just pay shipping at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.